From KYW News Radio 1039 FM, this is Bridging Philly, connecting our communities on the issues that matter to you. Presented by Gift of Life Donor Program. Organ donors save lives. Hello, I'm Raquel Williams. Welcome to Bridging Philly. Summertime is in full swing in Philadelphia, and that means people are out and about taking in the sights and the sounds, and that means lots of musical entertainment. To help you out, we're talking to some of the people behind the scenes of some of your favorite summer music festivals. The customers were knocking the doors down at the Dell Music Center. Charity Howard caught up with an accomplished Philly actor who's currently starring in Disney's The Crossover. I think representation matters, and of course we know that we've been depicted in ways that aren't necessarily true, or it's a small minority of what's true for us. All that's coming up on Bridging Philly. This is Bridging Philly from KYW News Radio 1039 FM. It's summertime in Philadelphia, which means folks are out and about taking in the sights and sounds of the city, which is rich in arts and entertainment. If you get through the summer without attending a live musical performance, it's probably because you chose not to, since there are plenty of music festivals and concerts to enjoy this season. Some are even free. Joining us to talk about Philadelphia's musical history and some of the performances we can look forward to this summer is Kathy Cahill. She's president and CEO of the Mann Center for Performing Arts. Susan Slauson is general manager of the Dell Music Center. She's former rec commissioner under the Nutter administration here in Philadelphia. Jesse Lundy is a talent buyer for Rising Sun Presents. That's an event management company which attracts and books many artists at various venues in the area. Welcome, everyone. Thank you. Thank you for having me here. Well, Philadelphia and music just seem to go hand in hand. What do you guys think makes it so special here when it comes to the arts and music in Philadelphia? I think it's the fans. I think it's the people that come out to each one of our venues, and they love music. They love the environment. They love the experience. Um, So... Without our fans, without the people that love music, where would we be? Yeah. I think it also harkens back to the traditions in this city and the patrons who have come for generations and have had different experiences throughout their life, their livelihoods and the neighborhoods in which they live. Um, Philadelphia is truly a rich tapestry with an incredible history of artistry in all genres, really across the city. Yeah. Jesse, would you agree? I definitely agree with both of those things. And I'll also say that I think we're still the fifth largest media market in the country. And we're you know lucky to have, whether it be the Philadelphia Inquirer, WXPN, WMMR, you know, great sources that are driving that information and exposing artists to a point where we're able to put a show on and have an audience show up for them. Absolutely. I also think the city is... Um, I'll use the word blessed. There are some who might argue that it's over, over uh, more blessings than we can actually manage, but we have a plethora of venues. So depending on what your interests are, the experience that you're looking for, whether it's an outdoor experience of music under the stars at the Mann Center or at the Dell, or being inside an intimate space that uh, Jesse might be booking throughout the city, World Cafe Live, you name it, Brooklyn Bowl, whatever it is, there is something truly for everyone yeah. in a variety of neighborhoods. And you can watch artists that you might have identified at the earliest part of their careers start to evolve and grow and move up from smaller venues to medium-sized venues to larger venues, and then they become really national and international stars, and it all happened here. So I think that um, 
truly there is something for everyone. And it really does harken back to, I think, a long tradition of incredible music making with diverse artists throughout a very diverse city. Well, both the man and the Dell has rich history in Philadelphia. So I'll give both of you a few minutes to just brag and talk a little bit about uh, the early beginnings. We'll start with uh, Kathy Cahill. Share the beginnings of the man with us. So it's a really fascinating story. The actual concert series itself started in 1930, and it actually occurred at the Dell. And it was called the Robin Hood Dell in those days. And from 1930 until 1975, the concerts, they were uh, concerts of basically the Philadelphia Orchestra, who changed names throughout the course of its history during that window of time. At some points, they were called the Robin Hood Dell Orchestra. We actually have recordings with incredible world-class conductors and soloists with the Robin Hood Dell Orchestra. It was the Philadelphia Orchestra in any other name. And the concert series was important because the lawn tickets were free. And that was a long-standing tradition to invite Philadelphians to come out and hear incredible music. There were also rock and roll shows at the Dell, but not as many as the Philadelphia Orchestra for whom it was fundamentally built for. Uh, and then in 1976, the city was looking forward to the American Bicentennial. The man, as we know it partially now, opened as a covered major world-class amphitheater, air conditioning on the stage, unheard of at the time. Mm -hmm. um, and it was actually called the Robin Hood Dell West until 1979. And then the city fathers at that point chose to change the name to honor the impresario who had been managing the series since 1949, who actually clutched it back from bankruptcy. And that gentleman's name was Frederick R. Mann. So it became, which is what everybody knows it as, is the Mann Music Center. And it's still that on 76. Now, Susan, when I think of Adele, I automatically think soul. I'm thinking Frankie Beverly Mays. I'm thinking Patti LaBelle. Tell us about the early beginnings of the Dell. The orchestra went to the man. Now you have this venue, and now what do we do with it? The neighborhood was changing, you know, so they decided we're going to shift the centennial. The Robin Hood Dell was named after a bar that was across the street oh. from the venue. It became an opportunity for R&B, for jazz, for gospel, for cultural music to happen. And I'm grateful because the beginnings were with the orchestra. And so we just continue moving forward. Jesse, as an event management company, I'm assuming that there's lots of competition out there as far as, you know, drawing different acts sure. to Philadelphia. Tell us how that works and how you are able to attract different uh, artists here to the city. Well, we're lucky here because of where we're placed on the East Coast or in the country, I guess, because we do have a lot of people uh, that are touring up and down the East Coast, especially in summertime. You have uh, events all over, like, the, for instance, the Newport Folk Festival. When that happens every year up in Rhode Island, there's a bajillion different artists that are suddenly find themselves in July in the area. Um, so we're able to pick those off and say, hey, you know, why don't you come through Philly? We've got a, a thing happen and we'd love to have you. It's nice in the summertime with the amount of stuff that we produce even outside of the clubs and theaters that we book to have the opportunity to say, well, geez, if you want to play Bryn Mawr, if you want to play King of Prussia, if you want to play uh, Exton, you know, we have those opportunities to offer them. Mm -hmm. It's just a matter of making the dates and the money work. Yeah. So Philadelphia kind of sells itself, mm -hmm. really. You don't really have to sell the city to artists. It doesn't seem <laughs> to me like it's very hard to sell it. Yeah. 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 There's a lot of support here. I think the routing is critically important, certainly for us. We see that for sure. When mm -hmm. national tours are being routed, Philadelphia's in that corridor. Absolutely. New York, Philly, D.C., sometimes right. Baltimore. Um, we're in a really fortunate 
uh, location here, sort of smack dab in the middle. So you're right. Uh, the routing really helps. Yeah. I want to talk about um, some of the changes that happened uh, with different venues during the pandemic. During the pandemic and after the pandemic, a lot of things changed. And I'm wondering, has everyone recovered? Is everything back and bustling to the way it was? And, and what did we learn from the pandemic uh, as far as, you know, how it affected the arts in the city? I will say the customers were knocking the doors down at the Dell Music Center. When we had our first season, okay. 2021, we did an abbreviated season. We found out, you know, because of the CDC, okay, you can do this. We found out at the last minute. People thought there was going to be, right, Kathy? Oh, yeah. <laughs> they thought there would be no concerts again right. that season because 2020 was yeah. a wash. We did four concerts, all four sold out. People were ready. People were ready to come out. People were ready to get back into being a community again. Mm -hmm. And the Dell Music Center is that place. The Dell Music Center is a family place where you go and meet your friends that you've been meeting at the Dell for the past 30 years. And so we sold out like really quicker than we thought. Mm -hmm. We thought there was going to be a lot of apprehension because people were still wearing masks. Right. People were still afraid to come out. They were not afraid to come to the concert. We want to be here. We want to enjoy. We want to sit in these seats. We want to get up and dance. So for us, people were waiting. We were mm-hmm. and continue to be really lucky we're in the outdoor music business. Mm-hmm. Because certainly in 21, people were concerned about health. It was still, there was a lot of misinformation and a lot of skepticism and a lot of genuine concern with, with, with reality-based uh, concern. Um, so 2021 was tricky. Um, until the social distancing rule was absolutely lifted in Philadelphia, we were not going to open because our seats were fixed, except for the lawn, but then you can go out and do the same thing. You used to go out there with the yardstick and say, okay, six feet from this seat to that seat, six feet in front, sit six feet in back, six feet to the right, to the left. When you did the inventory capacity, it was we were down to less than 20% wow. of our capacity. For us, financially, it would have been catastrophic to open because you couldn't make the math work. Yeah, we right? make couldn't the make the math work. Yeah. So we were ready to say, you know, sorry, we're going to lose another season. I mean, in the summer of 2020, the man lost over $23 million for that wow. season, okay, in gross revenue. So it was brutal. And it was challenging on a good day. I mean, keep in mind, the artists lost money as well. So they wanted to slash needed to perform in 2022. So this summer, I think it's the first summer where there are absolutely no COVID protocol, no no restrictions at all when it comes to COVID this year. Everything was dropped. There's no mask mandate, you know, or anything like that. So I think you might even see an increase in people coming out this year, even more so than last year. It's amazing to me that we're all sitting in this room without masks on right now, and the fear is relatively gone. We produced the first uh, outdoor drive-in concert series during the pandemic, or the first in Pennsylvania, uh, out at People's Light in Malvern. They asked us to help do it, and their yeah. crew built a stage, and we brought in the acts every week. Well, I'm glad that it's all over. <laughs> so are we, we are back <laughs> in full force. Bridging Philly continues in a moment. Back to Bridging Philly from KYW News Radio 1039 FM. 
before we run out of time, I definitely want to find out from everyone what you guys have lined up for the summer. And if you want to even project toward the end of the year, you can do that. Let's just go right around the table. Jesse, let's just start with you. I know you guys have lots going on and booked for Philadelphia. We do. We do. Um, we are producing the uh, Bryn Mawr Twilight series behind the Ludington Library. There's a gazebo and a really, really mm. great little park there. WXPN has been good enough to welcome that entire series, so they'll be there with a table. We also put a bar, a little outdoor bar. Um, We're also working with Upper Marion Township for the Concerts Under the Stars, which is approaching its 40th season. So we're really excited about that. That series, you can certainly buy tickets online. Um, We produced the Eagle View Concert Series in Exton, which is, this is our 22nd season there. Um, and that's a free concert series on Tuesday nights with uh, Miko Marx, uh, Mellow Fever. Um, and also we work with West Whiteland Township on their summer stage, which we've renamed The Chill on the Hill. It's a beautiful park at Valley, Valley Creek Park. Lauren Hart will be with us in July. Big Sandy and his Fly Right Boys in August. And that's a free concert series, nice. too. So what is happening at the Dell, Susan? So there's a little... Snag, but it's a good snag. The Dell Music Center is currently undergoing a $7 million renovation to the stage, the lower offices, and our bathrooms, mm-hmm. and our green room. And so initially in 2008 and nine, when we had the renovation of the seats, the grounds, and all of the foundation, you still had a stage that was built in 1929. Okay. And a roof that was leaking. Okay. And we don't have a cover other than the stage. And so now we're getting this renovation, and it's wonderful, but... You know, with the renovation also comes this hair capital, which pushes things back. So, unfortunately, our entire July season is a wash. Okay. We will not have any. And people are calling and going online. And okay. um, we will start August the 16th. We're going to have a cultural event with Philodenko um, and some Philadelphia artists. Joan Myers Brown is, I want to say, 91. Wow. And I'm honored to have, we, we've had Philodenko there years back to back. And so we're going to start our season off with Joan Myers Brown and some of the Philadelphia artists. And every Thursday, starting August 17th, that's when our Essence of Entertainment concerts start. That's what we call our concerts, Essence of Entertainment. And our first concert is going to be a gospel show with CeCe Winans, Tasha Cobbs, Leonard, and Torrin Wells. And then our concerts will kick off the R&B August 24th, August 31st. Saturday, September the 9th will be our final show, but we'll have an outside promoter, Platinum Productions. Patty Jackson show, Lady B's show, her hip-hop show. Patty Jackson, you know, she celebrates her anniversary at the Dell Music Center every year. And she's been one of the driving forces, her voice, for the Dell Music Center. Yeah, love and her. So, she's great. Isn't she? Mm-hmm. And Lady B, of course. And so some of the artists that we'll have this summer will be Gregory Porter, the OJs, Jagged Edge, Kiki Wyatt, Silk, Next, Dave Hollister, Leela James, and some other Philadelphia homegrown, of, and Carol Riddick, whom I absolutely love. Carol's the best. Isn't she the best? Yeah. And so an abbreviated season, we, we weren't able to have any of the graduations. We have a number of high school graduations and other community events at the Dell mm-hmm. throughout the year, but renovation says, uh, no. Okay, we'll be back and better. So yes. looking forward to that. Great. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, we're very sympathetic to the construction challenge because we're open six months now. We open in early April and go to mid-October now. 
Uh, the Philadelphia Orchestra will be back July 22nd, Jurassic Park, in concert with the Philadelphia Orchestra. These are live movies shown on a giant screen above the live orchestra, and the orchestra plays perfectly in sync with what's happening on the stage oh. with the movie above you. It is a magical experience. Wow. When we first did it with um, Harry Potter, we sold 10,000 tickets in like two days, which was unheard of. <laughs> and on September 14th, we're doing Rocky as well. That will be with a visiting orchestra, the Baltimore Symphony. And then on July 19th, we commissioned a work from a very important African-American composer who we've worked with before from Baltimore named Darren Atwater. He's an award-winning composer. He is writing a work called Black Metropolis for the Philadelphia Orchestra. This year at The Man, we have our first ever community artist in residence, Chill Moody, a West Philly rapper who we know and love, and Chill loves The Man. Mm -hmm. So he's working in partnership with this composer and creating this new work called Black Metropolis. And it really is a, a core. It's a celebration of hip-hop as a unifying force through the lens of respect and hope. It's a free performance, July 19th. Everyone hopefully will come out. On July 20th, another Philly native, Amos Lee, will be with the Philadelphia Orchestra. I see heads nodding. He's fantastic. He's a folk, rock, and soul performer. And it'll be his debut with the Philadelphia Orchestra at The Man. So we're excited about that. And I mentioned Chill Moody. One of the reasons we wanted to partner with Chill, not only is he one of our immediate neighbors and a great colleague and artist, but we started last year an intimate series on our big grand stage, the Presser Foundation stage, called Downstage. And what that concept was was to bring artists in an intimate setting with about two or 300 seats in the round on the stage. The audience is up close and personal, and we can do certain types of programming that when you got 14,000 seats out in the house, you can't do. So yeah. this is a three-part series focusing on hip-hop with Chill as the curator. Uh, the first is hip-hop with um, music visuals, and that includes Lokut Kani, who will be on our stage with Chill. That's on June 29th. On August 10th, this will be hip-hop and dance with DJ Active and DJ Cash Money featuring Project Positive Dance Crew. And on October 5th, Time for Three, a bluegrass and a classical group, We'll be uh, blending the genres of classical and hip-hop with Chill on October 5th. Um, July 15th, we're presenting the Sad Summer Festival, and that features artists including Taking Back Sunday, Head Automatica, The Main, Hot Mulligan, and more. August 5th, Willie Nelson is back. He's a perennial favorite with the Outlaw Music Festival. The Avid Brothers will be on that performance, along with Marcus King and Kathleen Edwards. August 6th is our summer block party with Jodeci. And that will include SWV, Jodeci, of course, and Drew Hill. September 9th is another festival, One Fine Day with Sting and Shaggy, Ooh. featuring Thundercat, Coffee, Tank, and the Bangas. And then October 1, I mentioned we go through October now, <laughs> Swan Fest with Dance, Gavin Dance, featuring Periphery, Set It Off, Sim, and more. All right. Well, Kathy, that's a lot going on mm-hmm. at the man. And where can people yeah. go to get more information? Because that was a lot. If you want to go online sure. and find out, you know, when all these different shows are, where can they go? They can go to mancenter.org. Mancenter.org. Susan, where can we learn more about what's going happening at the Dell in August? The Dell Music Center dot com. The Dell Music All Center one word. Great. Thank and Jesse, how can we find out what's going on with Rising Sun, what you guys are presenting in this summer, if you mm-hmm. want to go back and check? RisingSunPresents.com should have everything there. Sounds like a wonderful, fun-filled, music-filled summer for the city of Philadelphia. Plenty for everyone. Some 
shows that are free, some shows that are outside, shows all over the place. And if you don't go, it's probably because you just didn't want to go because there's something out there. Kathy Cahill, Susan Slauson, and also Jesse Lundy, thank you so much for joining us on Bridging Philly. Thank, thank you. you. Have a great music-filled Happy summer. We'll look forward to seeing everyone this summer. Bridging Philly continues in a moment. Back to Bridging Philly, connecting our communities on the issues that matter to you. She's an accomplished actor and born and bred right here in Philadelphia, finally getting the flowers she deserves. Shara Day Howard catches up with her on Shara in the City. Sabrina Ravel was born and raised in East Oak Lane. Now she's an accomplished actor, currently starring in one of Disney Plus's most popular new shows. It's a series produced by LeBron James based on the best-selling novel of the same name. So we'll ring her up on Zoom. And she shared her insight about Philly, the show, and her experience as a woman of color in the industry. I am on the crossover, airing now, streaming now. Please watch it. <laughs> so this is really cool because you're from the Philadelphia area. And you kind of represent a pretty small group of women who've been able to really cross over, pun intended. <laughs> yes, it wasn't a fast process for me. So I've been at this for years and finally have reached some uh, level of success that, you know, one only hopes and dreams to reach. So I am truly grateful and thankful to be here. So what role do you play in the show? And tell us what your thoughts are about it. So I play Crystal Bell in the show. Well, first of all, the crossover centers around two boys who play basketball, right? So, of course, the crossover is a move in basketball that we all know. But I believe, you know, it's also a metaphor for when life crosses you over. Like when you think you're going one way, but life says, uh-uh, we're going this way. What do you do? How do you handle it? You know, and who do you have in your corner to handle it with or to go through it with? And so it's like a testament to family and friendship. And it's very wholesome, very loving, but I like to say it's not corny. You know, in Philly, we like to use corny a lot. Like, it's not corny. It's not corny, though. You know what I mean? Like, it's a really good show that I believe is showing a great example of what family is, could be, should be, what we hope to be, you know in a very realistic uh, way. And I play the mother, Crystal Bell, Dr. Crystal Bell, who is going through her own, like, crossover coming-of-age story in the film as well. So I think a lot of the things that the show addresses is a lot of what every kid goes through, especially kids here in Philly, too. So a lot of local kids really can relate to this, but also local moms. Yes, local kids, local moms, and local fathers, because one thing about this show is it's not your typical show about uh, how they view African-Americans in this lens of, like, single black mom and, you know, that sort of thing. It truly is a show about family, the family unit as a whole. Um, and not that single parents won't find themselves in the show as well. I think everybody watching the show will see themselves, regardless of race, regardless of relationship, because it truly is a human experience. However, I was very excited to be a part of a show. And I came from a single-parent household. Um, I had some, you know, male figures in my life at certain points, but for the most part, my mother, you know, really um, did her thing, you know, taking care of me and my sister. Uh, but I think representation matters. And, of course, we know that we've been depicted in ways that aren't necessarily true. 
or is this more minority of what's true for us? And so I was grateful to be a part of a show that is showing a um, husband and wife, you know, together. And not just husband and wife living together, but they are truly a team. There is a moment in the series that I get approached by people a lot, which is just a minor thing to me when you see it, but it tells you the state of our beings um, as humans, but also like what we've been depicted as as African-Americans. There's a portion where my husband in the show, played by Derek Luke, really is like happy for me and Crystal's career and path that she's taking and she gets some good news and the way he supports her throughout this series was so touching for a lot of people. And that tells you that's missing. We don't see that often. Even if it's double parents, even if it's white uh, parents, a lot of times on shows, you see, you know, good cop, bad cop sort of thing. And I was very specific. I would talk to the producers about that. Like, hey, I want to see a team here. You know, that is what I want to see, and that's what I want to portray. There's also a scene in the show that was my scene originally. Uh, I don't want to give away the story, but there's a scene where it was written for me at first, and I was like, I really believe the father should be saying this. That's how much I just want our community represented in the right way. Because, of course, we always like to make sure that, minus the stereotypes, of course, but we want to also say we're not a monolith. We are our own individuals as well, and the stories vary. The stories vary so much. You know, I always tell people, just go to a high school. Like, don't be creepy, but, like, if you ever ride past a black high school and see the kids coming out, you're going to see all different types of people. We are human, you know. You you have every type of person in any race is in the black race as well, you know. <laughs> Whatever archetypes you can think of, they also exist within the black community. So why wouldn't we <laughs> encompass everything? And also Philly. So I'm glad that you're able to sprinkle a little Philly over uh, Disney <laughs> Plus and hold it down yes. for us. Thank you so much for joining us on Bridget Philly. Thank you so much for having me. I truly appreciate it. The crossover streaming now, and you can also see Ravel in her current reoccurring role on the popular CW series, All American Homecoming. Thanks for joining us for Bridging Philly, brought to you by Gift of Life Donor Program. Organ donors save lives. Be sure to connect with us on Twitter, at Bridging Philly, at Raquel on Air, and at Shara Day. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. For Shara Day Howard and our producer, Patty McMahon, I'm Raquel Williams. Be well. Be well.